You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. For runners, by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. Happy New Year! Yes, it is 2019. 2019, and we are the, the Run, Run Duo. Duo. I'm Tommy Mitchell. And I am India Cook. What's up, India? Nothing much. Happy New Year, Tommy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, listeners. Happy New Year, listeners. Now, before we get going, just to let you know, we do have a guest this week. Yes. Um, Coach O, as yes. most people uh, know him, um, Orenthal Striggles. Yes. But he goes by Coach O. But he goes by Coach O. Mm-hmm. And we'll be talking to him just a little bit later. So how was your New Year's? It was great. I relaxed. I enjoyed some time with friends and family. So it was great. Okay. It was great. Relaxing. I don't get in the streets for the New Year's because I'd be scared people will be doing all kinds of stuff on the People road. crazy. They do. Drunk driving and doing all that goodness. So I stay put. I ain't got a little church in my system. <laughs> and then I went home. We did the early service. <laughs> not the watch night service. Oh, we did the early. Okay. Early service. And then we went home and relaxed and enjoyed. Yeah. So I can get out the streets while everybody is out there doing their thing. Yeah. I was basically. Because we went to um, Baltimore. Okay. The Saturday before New Year's. Uh-huh. Um, we flew up there. Um, apparently, when you get somebody pregnant, their parents want to meet you. Oh, so, yeah, usually if you haven't met them, that's true. <laughs> well, I'd, no, I'd actually, don't, before y'all be out there, he ain't nothing. He ain't nothing. Before y'all get like that, no, mm-hmm. I had met her mom mm-hmm. prior, like up in D.C. when uh, Heather ran the um, Marine Corps. Right. And I planned on meeting her father at the same time, but he couldn't make it, so right. I hadn't met him. So I went up and met him. So it was all good and fun. Nice. I mean, I'm 50 to, I'm 50 years old. I, mean, I ain't used to meeting people's parents anymore, but it was a good time in Baltimore. <laughs> I got me some uh, Maryland crab cakes. Yes, it was good. So, yeah. They, I mean, it was, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's always things like this, right. like Maryland crab cakes, supposed to be the best. Right. But, of course, it's different than the crab cake that I'm used to eating. Yes. So, to me, eh. Whereas Heather was like, oh, this is great. This is the best. Because every time I get crab cake, she's like, that's not as good as Marilyn. Okay. So, she really enjoyed it. But it, it was okay. She pumps it up. I yeah. Yeah, it, it was okay. Okay. But just to say all that, we got back late on Sunday. So, I went to sleep. I had to go to work Christmas. I mean, sorry, New Year's Eve. Okay. So, I got yeah. home was like, yeah, I'm knocking out. She kept making me stay up. Till midnight. Yeah, so I, I did see uh, the ball drop in NYC. It and, was raining and cold. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was raining, raining and cold. Yeah, the shows aren't as good as... They're, I, as, they're not as exciting. Exactly, as they used to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was... Because I watched a little bit of... Um, Steve Harvey. Oh, yes. Watched Steve a little Harvey. bit of Steve Harvey. With all that gray on his beard. Oh, my God. He was off the chain. <laughs> he was different. Um, then there was uh, the dude that owns... Uh, the Bravo channel, or he does all the real housewife shows. Mm-hmm. And Andy. He, Andy and the other guy, the news guy, um, they did a little thing and it was horrible. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so <laughs> that, that's what my New Year's w- was like. That's good. Yeah, I was just happy to make it make it through. Now, did you get up and do your uh, resolution run on the first? I did not. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> like, I'm kind of like, I'm one of those people that, like, I, so... I always get kind of frustrated with people that when it's when it's time for the new year, people are like, oh, all these people are going to be in the gym. And it's like, you know what? If people want to use the first day of the year to jumpstart their habits, hey, let it be. Yeah. But like for me, the first day, I just, I didn't. I did not run on that day. I enjoyed, I slept in. I was preparing myself for the rest of the week that was coming because I had just <laughs> came off of vacation. Oh, yeah. And I had, I did go to work the New Year's, New Year's Day, but I got off work at like three o'clock. So I was okay. able to enjoy the evening and all that stuff. But I knew that I, it was back hitting the ground running. So I was like, Mm-mm, I'm going to relax. I will get some runs in. Running is not new to me. <laughs> so I will get some runs in. But I did not do the resolution run. And I know it's a big resolution run here in Atlanta. But I didn't do it. But it looks like it was a nice turnout. Oh, yeah. The ATC resolution run. Yes. And they moved it because it used to be over by Brookhaven. Now it's at Piedmont. Yes. Um, but I haven't done that one in a while. But, no, I did. I went out and ran. I want to say eight miles, but okay. that, was, that was just part of my hands and training. I started putting down for some yeah. reason. I keep getting these emails from Strava that you putting down miles. For some reason, it's coming directly to my email. Yeah, you got to check your Strava. Yeah, because that, yeah. That's kind of annoying. <laughs> like, it's great. Y'all motivate me to uh, do something, but I don't need to email. Yeah, because I turned mine, yeah. I turned mine yeah, off. Yeah, so. Well, actually, I have my Strava hooked up to, like, a backup email. It's not on my main email okay. anyway, so it might be sending me stuff. Yeah, I just don't see it. I don't need that. Everybody um, follow on Strava. <laughs> Y'all emailing me saying, Tommy has ran eight miles. I'm like, that's great, Tommy. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad you're staying on top of it. You ready for Publix? 
Oh, not yet. No, I got two more months. I've only done I've done one month where I've run over 100 miles in mm-hmm. 12 months. Listen. So speaking of that, so do you at the end of the year look at how many months, how many miles you ran for the year? Oh, um, n- not this year, but usually yes, I oh, do. Oh my goodness, something told me to do that. I looked at it. I was so embarrassed. I was like, Yo, you didn't run last year. Like I did, but like, did you get the Strava year end thing? No, I do the garment. I, I just looked. You you can look in yeah, your garment yeah, app and mm-hmm. just pull up your how many how many miles you ran for the year. And I did that, and I was like, wrong. Wait like, a minute, you ran a marathon exactly. So you feel like that's all I did. Like was trained for that marathon, and, and then after that, that before and after, it was yucka. nothing else. <laughs> it, was all, it was a cutoff. I was like, well, no. okay, I got to do better this year. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do hardly. Well, compared to because I ran over a thousand and something miles last year. This year, I probably did a third of that. Um, mm-hmm. Mainly because I wasn't running. Like I said, the first month of 2018 that I did 100 miles was mm-hmm. December. Right. You know, so it, it definitely wasn't a lot. Right. But I like the little Strava year-end thing. It's I cool. did see a lot of people post that. Because it gives you not just your miles, but it gives you how many activities you ran, sure. different, this, you know, the highlights, this mm-hmm. kind of thing, elevation, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. So I do enjoy looking at the Strava one each year. Kind of a look back yeah, um, okay. on your year. But, yeah, I know with Garmin. Because Garmin is kind of like how I keep track during the year. Because mm-hmm. a Garmin, I like the way you can cut it up. Like, I want to look at my last seven days. I want to look at my last month. I want to look at my last three months. I want to mm-hmm. look, you know. So, I like Garmin that, you know, you can do it that way. Yes. So, I think that it's it's very interesting. And being that this is the first podcast of the year, we are fresh off the holidays. So, you go from Thanksgiving to Christmas to New Year's. And you know that we're always probably not eating the best. Um, we're probably not running as much as if un- unless you're running for a marathon mm-hmm. that's coming up at the beginning of the year, like, you know, Miami or something like that. More than likely, you're trying to, you're kind of falling off the bandwagon. And majority of us are trying to get back into the groove of things. And something that I thought about yesterday, I did a run yesterday that I felt like I had elephants holding on to my legs and I could barely run through the city. And I was like, I am really like I was tired yesterday <laughs> trying to do my run. And that's just me being truthful with y'all. I have days and I'm just completely exhausted. Now, recently, I've been doing more treadmill runs because I also have been hitting the gym. So it's to get the cardio in, but then I'm lifting weights or doing leg day or something like that. Um, But yesterday, I decided to take myself outside and run through Atlanta Station Midtown area. And I was struggling. (laughs) Straight struggling. (laughs) And during that run, I was just like, how did you let yourself fall out of shape? Like, how did you get to this point? Like, you know, I was really what I call having negative self-talk. And I realized that that negative self-talk is not going to do anything. It's not going to get you to your goals. It's not going to help you to progress because it's basically sulking. Like you're sitting and sulking into the things that did happen and not changing going forward. So I think that for us runners getting back into the swing of things, if you came off of an injury, because a lot of people go through that too, if you came off of an injury, if you just took time off for the holidays or if you're resetting goals for the new year, just make sure that you're also taking small steps to get back into that. Sometimes we get so overzealous and we are like it's a new year i'm gonna do all of these things small steps small like, steps. don't jump yeah. don't jump into it so hard because this is a new year and trying to show out for people that i did this i did this i did this show out for yourself but do it in a responsible way and taking baby steps to get into things well also you got to um know your limits because right. like you said you can't go from the couch to Okay, I'm gonna run ten miles. You mm-hmm. you can't do that because mm-hmm. you might be able to do that one day. You might even be able to do that two days. Right. But by that third day, yeah. you're back on that couch. You're gonna feel it. You're yeah. definitely gonna feel it. So t- give it some give it small steps. And then something I also tell people: give yourself credit for everything that you do. So if you know that you was dreading getting out the bed or getting off the couch or going after work to do those two, three, five, six, seven, eight miles that you needed to do, and you got out there, and maybe you had to cut the run in half, you still got out there. You could have went home and did nothing. Give yourself that credit that you actually got out there and did what you needed to do when you got something in. Something is better than nothing. And I think sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit that we did something. We only focus on the fact that I didn't meet the goal that I said I wanted to do. But you did something. So give yourself credit for that. So easy to fall into it. So, so easy. So, but good job to everybody. I know this past weekend was the Red Nose Half Marathon down in Columbus, Georgia. Yes. The, the best free half marathon free in half the country. Marathon. And you get a medal. Yes. And you get a medal. Well, the medal, I think, do you have to pay for the medal? You may. And maybe the shirt. I think something. it's a shirt, something like that. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. But the Red Nose half of this weekend, it looked like it was great weather. Um, Not looked like it was great weather for the half this weekend. So good job to everyone that completed that marathon and really enjoyed it. It looks like there was some people out there that really enjoyed themselves. So good job on that. And of course, guess what opens on Monday? 
What's happening on Monday? New York City Marathon lottery uh, opens. You know, I've been thinking about it, right? What, running New York? Yeah. See? <laughs> so I'm like, do I mess. do it? Do I not do it? It's mess. a major, though. It's a major. I didn't say anything outside of <laughs> not running a major. Mess. I didn't say anything outside of running. It's a major. <laughs> it's a major. Well, honestly, I mean... You you gonna run a marathon, so you might as well put your name in for it. Because if you're gonna run one, you want it to be a major. Yeah, it needs to be a major. So yeah. of course the lottery opens on January 14th and it closes on the on February 14th, Valentine's Day. And you will get charged and you will know if you got into the lottery on February 27th. So Yeah, that's too far out for me. I can't plan that far out. So what you gonna do? You gonna I'm just gonna run. Well, no, I mean as in I can't plan any races beyond May 29th in due date because I don't know. I feel That's a whole nother world. Know I don't. I don't know what life's gonna I, be like. I totally understand. So, but because I, I really would, because I've been thinking about it too. Like, well, should I just enter? And if I can't, yeah. I can just defer. Yeah. I might do that. I might just enter, and yeah. then if I can't, uh, uh, you know, I can defer it until till the next year. So That's I might true. do that. That's an option. Yeah. Just have that what two ninety five waiting. Ouch. <laughs> That's the only thing. I'm like, that is ridiculous. It's a lot of money. It's yeah, more than any but, of those that I've run. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think that. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's marathon is that expensive except New York. At least in you know, because Boston, I'm sure is, is not that expensive. It's is not, it? and yeah. Chicago's one ninety five. Yeah. So. So I mean, Chicago actually is the best deal as far as world majors. Yeah. That is probably sure. the best deal. Out and I there. think the other thing about it with New York is that I mean, you do get a great experience and things of that nature, but it's different as far as where you're going. The crowd support is different. I don't know why it's two ninety five, but. Hey. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the New York Marathon. Yeah, you know. it is. I mean, they're pulling numbers for a marathon the same as how Peachtree Row races. Um, yeah. So they're pulling big numbers, so they have to be able to put it on the security up there. Yeah. And of that nature. So just shut down just a shut city down that city. And, yeah. And, and bridges and things like that. So I totally, I totally get that. Yeah. Yes. So yes. anything else? Any anything else coming up? Um. So this week is Disney's uh, marathon. So you know they have it starts on the ninth, um, which is on tomorrow, and tomorrow is the ninth, right? Yes, tomorrow is the night. We yes, recorded this sorry, on Tuesday. We recorded on Tuesday. So through the thirteenth. So this week, all the way through the weekend, the Disney marathon is taking place. So of course they have different challenges. Um, so you can do a half marathon and a five k, ten k and a full, or you know things like that. So they actually lump some of their races together. But this weekend is the Disney marathon. So good luck to everybody that's doing that. And it should be Taperville for people that are running Miami on January twenty seventh. So y'all should be. Pulling off of some of your miles. Um, I haven't heard a lot of people about Miami this year. Usually, I've seen some posts. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some posts about people doing Miami. I know some people from District Running Collectives is going up there to do Miami, and they had a training plan posted on their page, so that's something that's great. But, yeah, Miami Miami Marathon is January 27th, so that's coming up pretty soon. Quickly, quickly. Yes. That's one I haven't done that I would like to do. Yes. Miami. Yeah, I was supposed to do it. Two years ago, three years ago. Disney also. I've always wanted. Is it the Goofy Challenge? Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. it's like seven hundred dollars. Yes, something crazy. Yeah, and you got to sign up like that. You know, the day of because it sells out so fast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I've always wanted to try it, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. Future future endeavors. Yes. Yes. Sometimes we can't plan too far ahead because you know life happens, right? Exactly. Exactly. So what you got going on, Tony? Um, nothing much. Oh, okay. So I, I got another animal that I'm afraid of. Um, besides the bird? <laughs> besides the bird. Y'all keep playing with them birds now. Because, oh, okay, so now that I live out here in Tucker, I run Stone Mountain. Oh. I saw a deer. <laughs> You're scared of deer. You know they're more scared of you than you are of them. Seriously. Who, who mama you? I sound like something somebody mama said. They are. It's just, it's more, whatever. They will run. They're not paying you no attention. Unless you have some lights or something, they come towards light. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's why they tell you to dim your lights when they're coming because they, they're attracted to light. Or they're uh, gonna, okay. That's why they're going to beat up the front of your cars. Well, I let this old lady go in front of him first and then I went. <laughs> you are not right. Because <laughs> I saw it. I was like, that's a deer. You are not right at all. <laughs> and this old lady was coming and she's doing her, you know, her fit step. Mm-hmm. So I she stopped. I stopped. And I waited. <laughs> and she went past. I was like, okay. <laughs> they are not paying attention. I see deer all the time. I don't mess with wild animals, period. And they ain't messing with you. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. You never know what that deer might, what was in his mind today. Right. He might think I'm the hunter that came after him. 
I'm gonna go for that guy. Okay. But basically, just training, um, Hanson Marathon mm-hmm. method training, yes. um, a lot of miles. My lot of you know, I mean, the shortest runs are eight miles, okay. so it's a it's a lot of miles. So that's what I've been up to. But are you feeling more in shape? Yeah, I'm definitely in better shape um, mm-hmm. than I was, but I'm in re- I'm just in really bad. I was in really bad shape. Mm-hmm. I hate looking at my because um, I go back in my Garmin and look at like what I was doing the year before. Right. I mean, I, I had to stop doing it because it, it just, it's discouraging. Okay, right. Because it's like, dang, I used to run Let's ten miles like it's nothing, right. you know, and now mm-hmm. ten miles is, and I'm running ten miles. I'm running at Stone Mountain, which is is a tough place to run ten miles. Yes, it's consistent but, rolling hills. Like exactly, that. but I do that on purpose because mm-hmm. I'm get, I'm going to run Publix, mm-hmm. so I want to get used to the hills. Um, and actually when I go into the city and run, it's not, it doesn't feel as bad mm-hmm. because I've been running the hills right. at Stone Mountain. So I run mm-hmm. out there. Stone Mountain is an amazing training course. Um, I know before when I was first starting to run uh, Peachtree Road Race, that's where I would do all my training was out there. And it obviously paid off a little bit when I was doing that. Probably need to take it back out there. Yeah. And I like running out there because I, and like when I lived in the city, I ran a lot on the Beltline. Mm-hmm. I like running when I'm not worrying about cars. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I can relax more. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Exactly. Stoplights. Because I when I get into when I'm running long distance, I get really into a groove and I'm not paying attention Mm -hmm. on what's going on around me. Whereas when I run, you know, right from the house Mm -hmm. on, you know, roads, I never can get into that groove because I'm constantly like Mm -hmm. looking around and, you know, things like that. So that's another reason I like running out there. But anyway, so I was um, I've always wanted to run. I run with my phone. Which most people do, mainly because of safety. Sometimes because I want to, you know, listen to music, but mainly because of safety. But I do recall, like when I first started running, I never forget this triathlete told me, "Oh, real runners don't run with phones," mm-hmm. and I never forget that. And that's one reason I, I got when I first got a Garmin watch is because I didn't want to keep because I used to use Strava mm-hmm. um, on my arm. But so I'm thinking I might have found a watch where I don't have to run with my phone anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm still kind of up and down with if it's going to really complete all the needs. But basically, Garmin has uh, partnered with Verizon um, to bring out the Vivo Active 3 music. Now, there's always a v- there's already a Vivo Active 3 yes. with music. Mm-hmm. But this one is actually going to have a data plan mm-hmm. with it. So it adds some safety features, such as... Um, you can send an emergency text, like an SOS. Mm-hmm. You can, it can actually can tell if you've stopped for too long. Mm-hmm. Like, so you don't actually have to send an emergency because mm-hmm. you've stopped so long or it can, it can feel if you've hit the ground or mm-hmm. anything like that. So there's a lot of safety features. Mm-hmm. You can't actually talk on it, mm-hmm. which, which is kind of what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, of course, like the Apple 4 watch, mm-hmm. you know, you can actually make calls and everything like that. But like we were talking before the podcast, I kind of was like, well, I guess if you're running, you really don't need to talk to anybody. Right. But it's not always, I don't always need to con- contact someone because it's actual emergency. But what if it's an emergency and you contact someone via text and then they're trying to find out exactly where you are? Exactly. Or more exactly. Like communicate back with them on that exactly or like in my situation the main reason i run with a phone is because i you know i got a pregnant girlfriend Mm -hmm. i want her to be able to contact me Mm -hmm. um if something goes down or you know something like that um so that's another reason i would like something that actually i can communicate verbally with someone also um with my phone i can get an uber Mm -hmm. or a, a lift if i need to get home quickly while i'm out running that's another feature that i would like to see because you can add apps to these phones, so yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't set it up so you can do an Uber app, maybe, mm-hmm. or you know, a Lyft app on so what there. Well, I mean, it has the safety features. I'm I'm back and forth because I mean, honestly, when I first saw it, when it said, "Oh, Verizon," I got excited. I was like, "Oh, hell yeah!" And I'm like, (laughs) I I went to uh, DC Rainmaker. Do you ever read his stuff? Um, where he does, Mm -hmm. and I'm going through it, looking for the Mm -hmm. point where it says you can make calls. And it it, 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 never, it, it never says that. Okay. So, so is that your only net con or con on? Well, the for me, of course, I think of like when when like the reason I like DC Rainmaker is because he doesn't go well. This watch isn't any good because of this. Mm-hmm. He tells you what it does, and then you, based on your needs, Decide can ma- you know kind of can make your own decision. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I am. For me, I'm not sure because I mean the the Vivo Active Music. Mm-hmm. Is like three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking this is going to be, of course, more expensive. Plus, you have to have a data plan with Verizon, which I think is going to be between ten and twenty dollars a month okay. um, that you got to have. 
is that worth it? And I, and I mean, pretty much I still need my phone. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, maybe not, but I, you know. And there's an option out there for yeah. some people that may be interested in it. There you go. The yeah. Vivo, what is it? Vivo Active. It's the, the Vivo Active 3 Music with Verizon is what okay. it says. With so Verizon. yeah, okay. and it's, it's not only marketed to Verizon as of right now. Yeah, they'll launch it for more. Well, it's, it, and it's not. A, it's going to be available the first quarter of this year, is from what from what I'm seeing. Okay, so <laughs> I did want to mention. So I remember on last episode, Tommy, you asked me about two things that if Santa Claus would have came, mm-hmm. what would he have dropped off? And the other day, I was thinking really hard. I was like, you know what? There are two things that I would have liked for Santa to drop off, and mm-hmm. that is some compression boots. Mm-hmm. Which are, you know, you all go to the um, expo yeah. and y'all sit down. There's this line or waiting list to get mm-hmm. these compression boots on. Um, and I know that um, there are some compression boots, some, some of them out there run rain about $1,500. Of course, that's a little pricey. They have some cheaper ones, but um, the nicer ones are about $1,500. So some compression boots and then a targeted muscle activator, which is almost like a, a gun. And the one that I look into is the raw gun. R-A-G-U-N, and that runs about $600, but it basically targets muscle. So if you have like a sore hamstring or quad, you actually push, you actually use this gun and it kind of kneads down into the muscle. So it helps to kind of massage out those things. So it's some of the same things that a masseuse would do. So it could be a benefit if you know that you're out here getting sports massages. This would be something that would be good for active recovery. So both of those things are recovery items that I think would be feasible at some point, and it would be good to have at home so that you're not just going to expo to use boots or um, going to a chiropractor or a masseuse to get those things done. Stuff that you can do at home to do better with recovery. Okay, yeah, I would love to have some. Those That would be great. It I mean, it's kind of cost prohibitive. Yes. I mean, definitely something if you are a serious runner, mm-hmm. um, that you take your craft seriously or yes. your, your hobby or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it seriously. That is definitely... And a good investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely is worth it because I know... I, I mean, that's one of the hardest things that I'm trying to get back into because I, I think back uh, before I got hurt, I was really living like a runner, like mm-hmm. recovering and eating. And that's the hardest part to get back into. I would, I would love to have a boost. That'd probably make it a whole lot easier mm-hmm. to get back into it because right now, I, you know, I put my compression... Um, tights on right you know and socks and stuff like that but it'd be nice to be able to you know sit in a chair and things like that you can put those on you can be doing something else Mm -hmm. uploading your picture for instagram while you're recovering (laughs) at the same time um so there's definitely definitely things that you could be doing to be in a different place in a different mindset and space um in regards to that and recovering better which in return makes you a better runner Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so maybe Santa 2019 or birthday or something like that. <laughs> Santa, ain't, Santa ain't checking for y'all with those. <laughs> Santa comes to be like, yeah, we don't make that at the North Pole. Right, but again, those, uh, if anybody wants to look up on Instagram, it's the, T-H-E-R-A-G-U-N. Um, that is their page. And then, of course, Normatech has the compression boots if y'all want to look into those um, for you to be able to see kind of an example of those. And, of course, there's always other brands out there that are all brands that make them cheaper but those are two really good recovery items that are big to potentially invest in as a runner great so are we yes. ready to bring our guest we on we are ready coach o's yes. coming up next all right and so this is episode 20 and we have the pleasure to interview orenthal struggles which for the most people a lot of people know him as coach o how's it going coach o going very well Yes, it is so great to finally meet yes. you and be able to talk to you. You've exactly. been somebody. The I'm, guru. <laughs> the guru the of guy running. That, the guy that gets them to Boston. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm so humbled by that. You are I so am. humble. You know what? We we enjoy interviewing amazing runners that are also humble all in the same day. Exactly. <laughs> now, before we get going, just yes. kind of for people who've been living under a rock and don't know who you are, Coach O, kind of introduce yourself to our audience, like what you're about, and that kind of thing. Okay. Well, I'm now a master's runner and I still love competing. And I think that more so beyond that, I love coaching and helping others reach their goals, whatever they might be um, with this thing that I love called running. And now you're out of South Carolina. That's correct. Yes. I live in Columbia, South Carolina, but I'm from a small town about 30 minutes below Augusta called Gerard, Georgia. Okay. All awesome. Right. I never need listen, I'm from Georgia and I didn't I've never heard of that. <laughs> exactly. It's right yeah. on is it right on the line of South Carolina? 
Uh, it is near the the okay. the border, um, mm-hmm. next to the Savannah River, um, located in Burke County. Which, if you know anything about geography in Georgia, yeah, it is the that. largest. Mm-hmm. It's the largest landmass county um, per capita in Georgia. Nice. Okay, look at look at Coach yeah. O educating us on <laughs> non running stuff. We're here for all of that. <laughs> so, Coach O, what got you into running, and kind of what's your history? Did you run in college, high school? What does it look like for you? I did, but I like to share with you a true story. When I was about five years old, my brother told a lie on me because he wanted my grandmother to give me a spanking. She came outside, <laughs> chasing me with a belt. And I and he was chasing me to catch me to hold me down, but I realized as I was running, this is feeling good to me. But he's getting tired. Wow! And I realized <laughs> I realized then that as a child I can run a long time, and so and so who would have thought? From right. there in the eighth grade I started running formally for the my, my uh, middle school track and field team, mm-hmm. and I matriculated throughout high school running wrestling um so i ran cross country wrestled and i ran track and somehow life uh brought me to benedict college here in columbia south carolina and i walked over to the team earned a full scholarship and the rest is history and i'm still running i still have that hunger for for running yes you do so i know that seeing you run like i feel like every time you come to atlanta and you run a race you're sweeping the masters like trophies and you know winning it and you're doing very well at it and um is it correct to say that you have run 61 marathons as of december yes that is right that is correct 61 marathons now with 61 marathons is that your favorite distance or is it just the one that you're good at or, or why, why 61? I mean, is it because do you run anything else beyond marathons? Well, it's 61 simply because I, I have not yet gotten to the next one yet. So that number <laughs> is going to grow. And to, to speak to whether or not I might be good at it, I just love running. Mm-hmm. And I, I've just happened to find uh, all distances, as long as it's running, you know, great. Um, I do love the the shorter distances as far as the mile because of the speed concept. Right. But running is running, and the challenge beyond just the race itself is all inclusive of what I love. So mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter the distance. As long as it's running, I'm going to love it. Okay. And what's your best marathon time? I'm pretty sure you know that off the top of your head. Best marathon time officially is... Two thirty four oh four. Nice. Now you said officially. What did you, did you do? One of those um, <laughs> sub two well, hours somewhere. Right. We don't know about. I showed, no, no, no. It's just that I showed up to a race extremely late. This was in my younger days, mm-hmm. and okay. this was at Jacksonville Marathon. So after having fun that night, I showed up to the race late. And I managed to catch all but four people. Nice. And I still placed. Uh, of course, fifth in the race, and my time was somewhere around two thirty-five, two thirty-six. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that would have officially been the fastest had I started on time. Uh, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, there's yeah. you know the whole chip time versus gun time and all that goodness <laughs> yeah. that that makes a difference yeah. for us runners. <laughs> right. Right. Gotcha. Right. So, what would you say is your most memorable race to date? Since you've done 61 marathons, what would you say is the most memorable full marathon to date and why? Mm, I'm going to make it easy on myself and just say the last one. <laughs> because, and, and the reason being is because I sort of live on a day-to-day basis in a sense. Mm, okay. Because I live in the present, so to speak. And so the the last one that I ran at that time... um. I didn't, I mean, I trained well for it and everything, but just to set out a goal and whether that goal is weekly, yearly, whatever it might be, and to accomplish something in it for myself, it just meant the world to me. Mm-hmm. And so I, 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 I had a goal of going into Rocket City, which was the last marathon on December 8th, mm-hmm. 2018, of winning the Masters category, and I did it. And so... Even if I hadn't done it or didn't do it, I would have been okay with that. But being able to accomplish it, you know, 
it, it, it meant something, you know, special to me. So that's why I would simply say that last one. And I do love that particular race. Nice. Okay. And are you a, I know some people like big races and some people like small, small town races. What's your preference in regards to how big a race is or not? Yeah, as long as it's running. I know that's okay. going to get redundant pretty soon, okay. but as, as long as, as, as it's running. As long as it's running, I don't care. But, but, I, but I will say, I, I ran my first major this year in New York, right? Mm-hmm. And if I had to compare it to that Rocket City Marathon, I would say I would much rather go, go to Rocket City. For mm-hmm. one, you finish and you're able to sit down within 50 feet mm. after running Rocket yeah. City. Yeah, New York, at you New York, <laughs> you've got to walk, yeah, mm-hmm. at least a mile or so before you mm-hmm. can take a break. Mm-hmm. So the small-town races are great, and they all have, you know, their, their places. But I, I like, I love just running, but I, I think that I would probably prefer those small-town races, though. Okay. Well, I know that you mentioned your coaching. How long have you been doing, um, how long have you been a running coach? I've been coaching. I, I felt like I was actually coaching while at Benedict, so I would I would mm. say two thousand two thousand two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but officially, I started coaching in two thousand five when I was given the opportunity to help out at Clapham University and HBCU in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and then from there to Benedict, and I would help out Coach Hill, who's great over at Morehouse, who would allow me to come in and help him out with a few things. I learned a lot from him. Um, but then I started um, just coaching privately starting in 2010. Mm. And, um, and and before that, I had always been an open book to helping people because I just love it. If mm-hmm. I can share anything. And I was a quiet person at one time, but now I kind of love to talk. And you know how talkers are. <laughs> we love to tell you things. Right. And so I had a I had a, a vehicle or to 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 use it to bring a message to people with running, and mm-hmm. so that that's when it started. Right. Well, I always seen you as kind of a silent attacker. I don't know, Tommy. Did you see the same thing? Like I felt like there was always oh, Coach O was showing up for this race, <laughs> yeah. and then he would come. You were focused. And then at the end, you would just, you know, grab you a medal. You would win something and you over to the side just relaxing. Like, to me, I see that quietness. And it's good to be able to interview you on this podcast because I can be able to have that conversation. And not saying that you were never welcoming, but I just always saw you in a very focused place. You were coming to, mm-hmm. to do what you need to do on the pavement. And that's what you did every time I've seen you come do a race. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I- I, I am focused, but I am about fun as well. But yeah, yeah, I could, I could probably put people off into thinking, "Wow, he's very standoffish." <laughs> and I guess to some degree, I am because I there's still a shy boy inside of, of me. Of course. But at the same time, you know, um, in this particular type of form, I'm able to open up mm-hmm. and share. Because it's a passion of yours, and we can definitely see that through yeah. talking to you. That running is a huge passion of yours, and that's awesome. Well, now yeah. I have a, a question, and of course, you, you might come back to me. Well, it's running, <laughs> um, but how does someone who can run like you can? Uh, now, now, of course, you, you've trained, you know, years, and you wrestled, and anybody that knows wrestlers, wrestlers got to be in very good physical shape. So it looks sounds like you've been, you know, running for a long time. How do mm-hmm. you decide on your year? Like, how do you set your goals for the year when you're sitting down January 1st? Okay, I'm going to run this race. I'm going to run this race. Do you have a way of kind of figuring out what you're going to do? To some degree, but it, it happens somewhat organic. For example, there are races that I've run in the past. I love those races. So I'm definitely going to put it on my calendar to go back to those races, mm-hmm. the ones that I feel take care of me well, the ones that have great courses, great crowd support, just good overall. Organically, I may just come across a race that I've never heard about. And at the last moment, if I feel that it's something that I want to do and can do it, I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. And okay. so that, that that's what I love about running, you know, it's taking me to a lot of different places mm-hmm. and it's almost as though I'm taking myself and my children when they happen to be with me on a road trip almost every single weekend. Right. Definitely. Mm. And I do see that you, I mean, just from observations, you do race often. Can you tell us like how often you usually are racing and kind of, how do you set your mind up for, 
Is it that you are literally racing every time you race or is it that you're using them as training runs? Kind of what's your thought process within that and how consistent you're racing? Right. Good question. Not every race is a race. I do use some of those races as training runs. And, but the way that I decide, like I said, I'll just decide to run a race. And if I can run one every weekend, fine. If I'm not, it's very rare that I'm not running on the weekends, but there, there, there are occasions when I don't, but I have these target races, the premier races, goal races, I would say that I'm setting out to do well at the, all of the subsequent races, those races that aren't as large or the races that I can afford to train through, mm-hmm. run a hard workout during the week and not hold back, those are the ones I'm not going to taper for. I'm going to use those races as a training run. Mm-hmm. Because if I were training on a Saturday or a Sunday, then I, was, I would still be pushing it and running hard mm-hmm. either way. Mm-hmm. But you're going to run better when you have tapered after your intense training. Mm -hmm. So for the target races, I would taper for those races. And I'll I'll know the, the, the slight rule of thumb is every three to four weeks, I'll have a target race. Because the training cycle may be two weeks hard, a week off, or three weeks hard, then a down week. And I like to target those races that fall on that down week, and I'll plan it that way mm-hmm. whenever possible so that I can run the best time I can possibly run on that, those target days. Nice. Okay. So I guess in the midst of coaching, obviously every athlete is different. Every runner is different. How do you strategically, I guess, work with some of your elite runners or those that are of a faster pace versus working with some of your amateur runners or runners that are just kind of getting into running? What's your, I guess, thought process and kind of plan process in regards to working with the different different skill levels? Well, it, it's similar to what I do um, as a mental health counselor. When I'm creating a, a individualized plan for someone, I first identify a goal. What's the goal? What's your motive behind whatever it is you want with running? And so, and I, and I also want to determine how serious and committed this person is because we have zeal sometimes, but sometimes that dies. And we find out that we really don't want to do this as bad as we may have set set out. So finding out the goal, um, how much passion is involved with it, how serious a person might be, um, I'll take into account a person's run history, um, how long they've been running, um, what distances they're, they're capable of running at the moment, all those background factors so that I can better determine where we should go moving forward. And so with that being said, I take every runner on an individual basis and I, I treat the whole process that way so that um, I can give you the best of what I have to offer. Okay. And what does your run program usually look like? Like what do you, what do you offer? Cause I know that there probably are some people, I know you coach some Atlanta people and you don't live in Atlanta. Um, and I know like right, right now there's a huge, um, influx of virtual virtual running coaches I can't talk virtual running coaches and being able to do them just over the phone or via email kind of what does Mm -hmm. that look like what is coaches coach O's plan kind of look like and you don't have to delve into all the details but like what does it usually consist of like how often are you communicating with your athletes right Well, well I'll do my best so but I have to say this as of January 6th and Lace Up Fitness, I will will now be coaching. Let me scratch that. As of January 6th, Coach O will be coaching under the umbrella of Laced Up Fitness. Nice. Okay. That's the scoop. (laughs) Right. Started by fellow runner Patrick Jefferson. Mm -hmm. And so I will serve as head coach for Lace Up Fitness. And more details are to come Mm -hmm. on the website, laceupfitness.com. But in short, the way that things will work, and I'm glad you asked the question, how often do I communicate? I would love to communicate as much as possible because 
I get the best results out of the runners who communicate with me because things change sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have a doctor's appointment, the babysitter didn't show up, Mm. something. Things come up. Life happens, Mm -hmm. essentially. So when things have to change, the way that I'm better, best utilized as a coach is I can give you the best recommendations as to what we should do to alter some of the training, you know, whatever it might be. And so um, the way the training plan will look now going forward is that you will, everyone will create a profile um, through the site. You will, um, I'll get the background, interview you get to know you as a runner and help you to get to know me as a coach. My expectations cannot exceed your expectations. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, I want to meet you where you are. If we're unsure of where we want to go or whatever the goal might be for simply just to get in shape or to lose weight, whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm behind you 100%, but you have to want it more than me. Mm-hmm. And so the way the plan looks in short is um, I'll send you my recommendations on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. The basics in a training plan, because I know that these are some of the things that folks may be wondering, what's included, what the meat of it all. Mm-hmm. The basics are a long run, easy running between the long run and speed day or days. So, and typically... I like to give a, a long run on a Saturday or a Sunday or whenever the person can run it. Then an easy day, maybe Monday and Tuesday or Monday, so that we can do a speed session on Tuesday or Wednesday. Speed session might include anything uh, to include one-minute fartleks to 400-meter repeats, 200-meter repeats, 800-meter repeats, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I like to give a person rest on a couple of days after that speed session. So say Wednesday, Thursday, easy running, rest maybe on one of those days if you feel you need it. And then on Saturday, do some type of speed endurance work. And I'll explain what I mean by speed endurance. Simply put, the ability to run for a long time very fast. So mm. that's where you have your tempo running or a race. That's the training in a nutshell. And with that, there are a ton of different workouts a person can do um, and different ways of doing things. But the number one component that I find most helpful is consistency Mm -hmm. with with whatever you do. And so I know you mentioned like really being able to communicate with your athletes and, you know, a, a big piece of running also is mental. And I know you said you're a mental health counselor and I'm in the mental health field yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. um, so definitely understanding that, I guess, I guess what level do you kind of get on with your clients in regards to the mental piece? Because you may be working with some athletes that are, have been kind of beating the pavement, not reaching their goals and they're kind of discouraged, or you might be working with the athlete athlete that's new to this and trying to kind of figure out what they can do and just unsure where to go, or just people that are just not getting what they would like the results that they would like to see. So I kind of, how do you kind of tap into that area? Right. So I try and put myself in their shoes. And sometimes I may not have an answer right then, but I'm going to search for that answer. I'm going to meditate on it and think. And I, and sometimes just allow it to come to me because I've been very blessed with not only my own talent with running, but with coaching because one might ask, how do you know this stuff? And to be honest, it's almost, it feels as though it's not me. This information is, is coming through me. Mm-hmm. So I'm the, I'm the vehicle that gives you this information because I'm allowing myself to just open up and, and just receive whatever it is that, that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And I don't always have those answers right then and there. But if I wait and if I'm patient and if I'm understanding and if I really, really, really have the the in, the best interest of the athlete in mind, mm-hmm. that answer will come. It it comes. And so a great example of that is Shawana. Mm-hmm. Um, Shawana White, as you uh, may 
very well know is currently the number one African-American female runner in the country. African, excuse me, um, black American born runner. Right. And so with what I would have her to do a lot of times, she might ask, well, what am I doing today? And I would have to say, oh, what am I doing in, uh, next week? I, I want to know. But it hasn't come to me yet. So I, I don't want to tell you now, which is why it's so important to communicate with me. And, and right. those who I may be coaching already might be saying, but you gave me a plan for a whole month, mm-hmm. which is why I need to hear from you because I can give you a format that will work, but it will work better if we communicate while you work the format mm-hmm. and while you work the plan, mm-hmm. because Something may fall in my spirit that says, hey, you don't need to do this today. Mm-hmm. Why don't we change this? Because you've told me something mm-hmm. that has indicated a need for a change. Right. And in, in doing that, I'm able to provide the, the best or what I feel is, is the best feedback. Right. And you also person. have to listen to your bodies. I think, I mean, you may have given a, a bomb workout, but if your body's just not feeling a particular workout or, you're, or something may exactly. have happened or something may be going on right. personally that you know you right. just can't put your mind into a speed workout today, like, I think that right. that varies. And I think that, sound, to me, sounds like something that sets you apart from some of the other uh, run coaches that I've come in contact with as far as what you can provide mm-hmm. as a run coach um, and being yeah. able to have, like, that personalization there and not just like you said typing up a plan and sending it but having that personal you know responsibility and relationship with the individual so that you can know that you know what there may be some tweaks that need to be done but I also need to know how you're feeling how you feeling about these workouts where are you with these workouts what are you feeling and Mm -hmm. how do you feel about reaching this goal I can put out a plan out there but it's all about you as well so I think that that's awesome that you're wanting to take the time and the passion that you have kind of is just oozing out of just just a conversation in general on how you want to get athletes to their results and it's what they want to do not necessarily you right thank you yes so because i'm your coach not mm-hmm. the paper not the plan yeah. I, i'm your coach the, the, the uh, plan in and of itself can only work when we're seeing eye to eye and, and really really meshing well together now i was gonna say i know that i've talked to some run coaches and they they spit out this plan and i'm like i'm I'm supposed to do that. I am not a collegiate right. athlete. I like, I started running a couple years ago. Oh, I'm still right. running an yeah. 11, 12 minute mile. Like, and you're expecting me to go out here and bust that out. That's just not within me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, beyond the actual right. like um, running plan, mm-hmm. does I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, it's going to be under the umbrella of lace up fitness. Will this add any kind of nutrition planning to mm-hmm. go along with it? As far as um, training these runners. Well, lace-up fitness, folks are going to love it because we will have a a certified nutritionist and strength and conditioning coaches, things of that nature to help aid you in your fitness goals, whatever they might be. And I don't want to give out, say too much because I don't want to say the wrong thing, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) all of that you'll be able to find and hopefully – Soon, when when it launches, all those things will will be there at uh, one's disposal, so that they could um, figure out um, what they might need. So, and just to kind of ask, you know, what made you decide? I know you know Patrick, and you know a lot of the runners that are you know, or people going to be involved in Lace of Fitness. But what made you decide to go from just being solo coaching on your own to decide to be under this umbrella? Well, I knew that one day. I would be taking my talent to uh, a more formalized organization. Okay. And when I came in contact to learn and understand what Lace Up Fitness was all about, I felt, well, that sounds like that works well for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they're taking away a lot of the things that, you know, I don't want to deal with yeah. as far as, the, you know, the logistics were concerned. Mm-hmm. I just want to coach. And they are providing an excellent platform to do just that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that folks are going to be amazed once they get a glimpse at, you know, what, what, what there is 
what they what we have to offer there. Well, we we both are very excited over yes, here. Yes, we are. I've been seeing lace up fitness <laughs> all over the place, yes. and you know, I've asked a few people that you know post a little lace up fitness yeah. on their Instagrams. Like, it's, coming. Yeah, it's coming. Yeah, they they all secretive. So yeah. I don't know what Patrick done told y'all right. that y'all gonna die if y'all tell anything <laughs> about it. But thank you, thank you for for giving us a little inside scoop on, on what lace up fitness yes. is. Mm-hmm. Let the world know what we have to to offer because. It, it's, it sounds like it's such a great thing, I feel, because we're not just focusing on, you know, running. Mm-hmm. We want to serve you in every capacity that mm-hmm. we're qualified to do so. And so, you know, you're going to get a whole lot. You're going to get a whole lot. We're, we're going to be very resourceful in so many ways. Nice. Well, I look forward to it. Cause I Lord definitely knows I might need to, to sign it. up for some services. <laughs> I've been thinking about getting a run coach. We've talked about that a couple times, Tommy. Yeah. I've been thinking about it. So, yeah. Well, that's yeah. great to know. Yes. Now, back yeah. to your running. Um, <laughs> do you have any plans? You got any? Got anything? What What's the on next the race on your horizon? The next race on my horizon is January twentieth, Naples Half Marathon mm-hmm. in Naples, Florida. Okay. And after that, I'm probably going to be racing for the next three or four months nonstop mm. every weekend. Mm. And some weekends consist of two races, you know, but um, I am going to do Tallahassee Marathon. Um, that's a notable one. And uh, Tobacco Road Marathon. Okay. 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 Nice. Yes. And so- Carrie. With you doing these back-to-back races, and I know you say you don't race all of them, but you do a lot of running, obviously. What does mm-hmm. your recovery look like? What do you do like after races to make sure that your body is continues to stay at tip-top shape? Mm-hmm. Number one, I listen to my body. Mm-hmm. Number two, typically after a marathon, if it's on a Sunday, the next day I'll go out and I'll run between six to nine miles. To flush out. Wait, wait, stop. Hold on, coach, coach, stop. Oh, wait a stop, minute, Coach coach. You said after a marathon? After a marathon. The next day. You heard mar- it, Tommy. Mm-hmm. You go out and do yeah. what now? Six to nine miles to flush out the dead weight. That's what I call it. Good now, God. it's somewhat painful. Okay. But some things that are painful are necessary. Okay. You know? Now, now... For those that I coach, I would ask you to do what you can a little bit less because I have to coach you at your level. Mm -hmm. But I would do that. And then the next day, I may not run at all. I may run two miles. The next day, I'm going to take off. So, and and for the remainder of the week, it's going to be virtually no running. At the most, two miles. Maybe two miles. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very slow. Mm-hmm. Very slow. Okay. I don't put pressure on myself to run a particular distance or a particular amount of time. I just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the pain. I embrace it during of the race, after the race, throughout the entire process. And that makes those easy moments throughout the training process that much more enjoyable Mm -hmm. because I believe that there should not be, we shouldn't put all this pressure on ourselves to do so well. Just let it be. Mm -hmm. However I do today, just let it be. Find something in it that you can be thankful for because my goodness, what would the man with no legs say to a person who felt like I could have run five minutes faster and I didn't. Mm-hmm. And they're complaining about it. And that's how I view life. That That's how I do my best to view life because mm-hmm. I realize that me and my fellow runners, we're so fortunate to have what we have. And so I don't ever want to take that for granted. Now, I do have a question for you. If somebody, you know, mm-hmm. at your, you know, your, um, your master's elite level, what do you do on days when you don't feel like running? Like days that you wake up and you're just like, you know what? I just am not in the mood today. Mm-hmm. Do do you push yourself to get back out, or do you do you take that day? Sometimes I take that day. It just depends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I take that day. There are times in which in in our lives where we have to say, oh, we got to get out there. You got you got to get out. I don't care how you feel. It's not about how you feel. It's it's about what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But then there are days where I felt like, you know what, I'm doing the Run Duo podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick up the kids and spend some time with them. I'm taking this day. 
Right. Okay. I'm taking this day. No pressure at all. Mm-hmm. And, and and so, and, and there it is. You know, I don't believe anything should be written in stone. No. You know, unless you live to do this, then there are some other perspectives that you can look at mm-hmm. to say if whether or not I need to put this pressure on myself because you 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 have to do this in order to eat. Right, you know, right. That 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 may be somewhat of a different conversation. Mm-hmm. But even in that, even with coaching at that level, you still have to have some give and take because I'm coaching a young man right now. This young man is capable of breaking the eight hundred meter record. He mm-hmm. is capable of doing so. And so I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to put all kind of pressure on him. <laughs> That's <but> okay. <laughs> even, even with this young man, there, there, there may be days he doesn't feel like it. And, I, and I'll have a conversation with him. So what did you do today? Did you run? No, coach. I was really feeling tired today. I had to work, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, this is what we need to do tomorrow because we don't need to give up the gains that we've already made. So, Everything is taken on a day-to-day basis, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, and I just try not to get too ahead of myself. Sounds sounds really good. I mean, that's a good way to think about it. And yeah. I think, you know, the even the piece of, like, if you're not – this isn't your living. Like, don't stress your out. You stress yourself out so much and pushing your body to this place that you're you're not being effective. Even if, if it's not paying your bills, and of course we can be committed to it, have our passion about mm-hmm. it. But there has to be balance. There needs to be balance. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Now, yeah. with this being the new year, yeah. we want to get a coaching tip from you. Mm-hmm. So, with this being the new mm-hmm. year, what would you tell one of your runners coming off of Christmas holiday? eating, New Year's, hanging out, mm-hmm. how would you get them going again? What would you tell them as far as to get back into the groove? Well, find out what some of the goals might be, but simply say to them and anyone else, start and stay consistent. Mm-hmm. And by all means, by all means, lace up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there. You had to throw that in there, Coach O. <laughs> Oh my God! We love it. We love it. Well, we I've really enjoyed speaking yes. with you uh, today, Coach. I'm, I'm really happy you took time out of your day, and you know you gave us a little lace up scoop. Right. We like gave that. Us scoop. Um, <laughs> but before we go, is there anything else that we did not hit on or we did not ask you about that you want to tell our audience? Well, you know, there's nothing that I can think of, but I just want to say that I really um, commend you guys for what you guys are doing. And I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity to share a little bit about myself. Um, I just want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing. We need people like you. Nice. We, uh, we appreciate you that. You too. We need a coach that's you know, can do the running piece, the passion piece, the mental piece, like all of that. Like A, piece, a coach you. that's going to meet you where you are. And I think that that's, that's what we need more of is coaches that are really thank into you. it and not just – out here just getting money and saying that I'm a coach. Like there's so much more right. to it. So, exactly. Yes. I appreciate so that. if any of the listeners would like to get in touch with you, I know that you're going to be doing a lace up, but if there's any other way to get in contact with you, or if they're interested in you becoming a coach or uh, you becoming their coach, how can they get in touch with you? Um, well, right now, um, until the website launches, you can get in contact with me by email coach striggles at yahoo.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Coach O Striggles and Facebook Orenthal Striggles. Right. And um, pretty soon you'll be able to get in contact with me through www.laceupfitness.com. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Thanks again, Coach yes, O, for so. taking time out of your day to speak with us. And uh, you try to have a good one, all right? You too. All right. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. And that was another great interview. Listen, Coach O is awesome. Awesome. And thanks again, Coach O, for taking time out of your day to speak with us. Definitely. It's another new year. It's the end of another episode. Episode 20. Episode. We made it to 20. We made it to 20. (laughs) Going to be a lot of big things coming in a year. So, India, if they want to get in touch with you, how will they do that? You can find me on Instagram at I underscore O underscore Indigo, E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs. And that's I of Indigo runs. And that's a underscore in the middle of everything. You can also find me on Facebook at India Cook. 
Um, or you can find me at mousefromindia at gmail.com. If you want to shoot me an email, feel free to do that. And you can reach me at tmitch68 um, on Instagram, um, as well as thomaswmitchell, the number two, at gmail.com. Yes, yes. Well, well happy new year. Happy new year, everyone. Yes, and we will see you all or hear from you guys hopefully soon and talk to you guys on the next episode. See you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Peace.